Amen. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful for the day. Amen. That God sent Brother and Sister Nelson our way, made them a part of the Truth Church. Hallelujah. I want to hear what God has put on his heart tonight. Let's stand tonight. Amen. I want you to preach to me, Brother Nelson. I'm hungry to hear the word of the Lord. Come and take your liberty. Praise God. Praise the Lord, everyone. You can go ahead and be seated. Well, I have to uh, say that thank God that the Lord brought us to Truth Church in Olathe. Thank God. Thank you, Pastor. Sister Riggin, thank you for all that you do for us. Man, you stop and think about just what I just said. How does what what all does that encompass? <laughs> it's a bunch. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, it's good to see each and every one of you here tonight. It's good to have visitors here. It's good to see some familiar faces. It's good to see Colorado folk in town. Hey, 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 hey. It's good to see Mima in the house. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, you know, we, we've all been talking about this thing with masks and uh, COVID and everything like that. But I, I for one, I, I've really been blessed with the mask mandate. have been because it, it's covering up half my face and it helps me a bunch hallelujah and with that being said if any of you come across any king size sheets see my wife so she can make me some more masks so I can keep on working my daily job hallelujah I see a smile on your face thank you Lord thank you Lord but I do want to share something with you before I get into my message here tonight, something, Pastor, you were talking about fighting the fight, and um, just want to share something with you, um, a personal experience, if you let me. And uh, with this COVID thing and social media, and, and one day, you know, you wake up and it just changes, and it gets frustrating, and you can get on your phone and you can scroll, and there there'll be people that'll post stuff and you just you just want to you just want to respond <laughs> and you'll type it and you say no can't send it can't, can't post that and that's kind of been where I'd been for for a while and uh, one day there same same routine but the Holy Ghost come by and he got to talking to me And he's, he's, he kind of he went along this line. He said, instead of being frustrated, why don't you look for opportunity? And I started chewing on that for a little bit. And he kind of brought to my mind the, the uh, depiction in the Bible in the book of Acts when the church was first started. And then persecution started happening in the church. And then what happened? People scattered. 
and I began to think about that. What was going through their minds when that was going on? I mean, here we are. We're just trying to have church. But persecution was coming to the church to the place to where they had to scatter. But ultimately, it was the purpose of God for them to scatter. So my prayer has started to change. First of all, I don't pay attention to social media anymore. And second of all, I've been praying. This has been my prayer. Lord, give me wisdom and how to reach souls in today's day. Because I'm telling you, folks, the days of knocking doors is over. People don't want you on their step. You've got, you've got germs now. And wearing masks in stores, it's hard to express to people a smile anymore. And I'm not saying that I've gotten the key to the, to the whole thing, but that's been my prayer. God, give me wisdom. Help me to know how to reach people today. Instead of getting frustrated with, oh, man, you know... This, this person, this and that, and who's going to be in the White House? Like you said, God's, God's got all that in control. Why am I worrying about it? And, and, and am I going to change it? No, I'm not going to change it. So I can sit there and get all in a fizz about masks and everything else. Where I can get on my knees and ask God to guide me. That's where I want to be. That's where I want to be. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, I want you all to know that um, my cousin Billy from Attica, he's listening tonight. And another cousin, Renee and Anthony, she's listening tonight. Hopefully they won't go to sleep. Hopefully none of you go to sleep. If you do, I'm turning the lights out on you, and I'm getting out of here. <laughs> Hallelujah. But again, I just, I'm thankful. I love you, church. I love each and every one of you guys. You guys are awesome. Every one of you. Even you, Jaheen. No, I love that young man. He's a good young man. Hallelujah. Jerome, love you, brother. Hallelujah. Well, let's get at it. 1 Samuel chapter 22, reading just one verse, verse 1. First Samuel chapter 22, verse 1 says, David therefore departed thence and escaped to the cave Adullam. And when his brethren and his father's house heard it, they went down thither to him. Taking my thought from the first part of this scripture tonight, it says, David therefore departed thence and escaped to the cave, Adullam. Hallelujah. I just want to speak to you tonight for a little bit. You can't be a king by staying in a cave. You can't be a king by staying in a cave. Let's all pray. Lord, we thank you. It's up to you now, God. 
Let your anointing fall in this place here tonight. That your will be done in this house. God, you know, you know the needs represented on these pews tonight, God. And Lord, I'm asking you to use this whole vessel, God. Just let me step out of the way and you take over here tonight, God. That your will be done in this service. Bind us together in this place here tonight, God. Bind us together, Lord. Help us, Jesus. Help us tonight, Lord. We give you the praise, give you the glory. In Jesus' name, everyone can be seated tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. David therefore departed thence and escaped to the cave of doom. The definition of cave is a natural chamber or series of chambers in the earth or in the side of a hill or a cliff, usually underground chamber for storage or a place providing privacy or seclusion from others. Privacy or seclusion from others. Read the scripture here for you tonight in 1 Samuel chapter 22, verse 1, about David escaping to a cave. And he was doing that to get away from Saul. Because Saul was after him to kill him. He had been anointed king. And Saul, the spirit of the Lord, was departed from him. And he was just in a fizz. He wanted to kill David. David was his enemy. And 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 1. We pick up there the depiction or the, the story about how how that David was called to be king. And it says, verse 1 in chapter 16 says, And the Lord said unto Samuel, How long will thou mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill thine horn with oil and go, and I will send thee to Jesse, to the, Beth the Bethlehemite, for I have provided me a king among his sons. And then verse 11 says, And Samuel said unto Jesse, Are here all thy children? And he said, There remaineth yet the youngest. And behold, he keepeth the sheep. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Send and fetch him, for we will not sit down till he come hither. Verse 12 said, And he sent and brought him in, and he was ruddy, and with all a beautiful countenance, and goodly to look to. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. And then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David for that day, from that day forward. So Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. What must have been going through his mind? He goes from tending sheep. They say, David, Daddy wants you back home for a minute. Well, I got, that don't matter. He said, you got to come. And he goes and he sees Samuel and he, no doubt he was trying to figure out what, all, what was going on. And his feet don't even hardly have to hit the ground yet. And all of a sudden, Samuel says, bring him here, it's him. And he starts pouring oil over his head and then he's king. What a change, brother, what a change. Trying to figure out how I would react. What emotions would be going through my mind at that time. How, how do I do it? What, what's involved with being a king and, and that excitement of being a king I'm a king 
And all of those things are part of those emotions that I'm sure ran through David at that time. But, but see, what David didn't understand was there was a process that he had to go through in order to become king. Just because he was anointed king didn't mean he was ready to be king. And so that's where we picked up there in that verse that I read for you there in chapter 22, verse 1, when David was running from Saul and he escaped to a cave. David was desperate. He was fearful. And where did he go? He ran to a cave. Caves are dark. They're damp. It's hard to see in a cave. Plants don't thrive in caves. It's clammy. It's cold. But you see there's security in a cave, Elder. And that's what David was searching for. Never mind the fact that it was cold and clammy and I can deal with all that. I just, I just, I just need to get away. I just need to get away. I need to hide. I know I'm anointed king, but I don't understand what's going on. Saul's trying to kill me, and I'm just, try, I'm just trying to make sense of all of this. So he hides in a cave. Psalms 142, verse 6. David writes, attend to my cry, for I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are stronger than I. Bring my soul out of prison, that I may praise thy name. The righteous shall compass me about, for they shall deal bountifully. David was in a perplexing situation, trying to make sense of it all. You see, it wasn't Goliath that sent him to the cave. It was Saul. You see, not soon after he was anointed king, David went to go check on his brothers, and that's where we pick up with him defeating Goliath. And that's part of the start of the whole thing with, with Saul and that situation. So it wasn't, it wasn't Goliath that, that drove him to the cave, but it was Saul. Hallelujah. But you see, Saul used to love David. He used to love David. In 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 21, it says, And David came to Saul and stood before him, and he loved him greatly. And he became his armor bearer. And Saul sent to Jesse, saying, Let David, I pray thee, stand before me, for he hath found favor in my sight. And it came to pass, when the evil spirit of God was upon Saul that David took a harp and played with his hands so Saul was refreshed and was well and the spirit depart, departed from him and now here's David hiding in a cave from the very man that said he loved him the very man that asked his dad to let him stay with him stay with me a minute I'm trying to build something here for us tonight I'm trying to trying to bring it in to you you got to understand the situation that David was in he was running for somebody he trusted he wasn't running from Goliath 
I'll take Goliath every day. Give me Goliath at 9, 10, 12 feet. I don't care. But when it comes to somebody I trust, the game changes. Proverbs chapter 27 and 6 says, Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. We'll have people offend us. We'll have people that we trust disappoint us. Luke 17 and 1, Jesus said, then said he unto his disciples, it is impossible. Everybody say impossible. It is impossible, but that offenses will come. Mark it down in your book. Write it down. Offenses will come. Not from the world. You expect it out there. You expect Goliath to get up and, and yell at you about how he's going to tear you up. But offenses will come in the church. You young people, you're going to have offenses come your way. And sometimes you might have already dealt with several. How are you dealing with those offenses? That's what I want to try to talk to us tonight about is how are we dealing with that offense that has come our way. When, the, when God gave me this message and he, he spoke to me, he gave me this title. He said, you can't be a king staying in a cave. You see, David had a purpose, elder. He had an assignment. He was king. But he was hiding in a cave. He can't fulfill the office of a king in a cave. Talking to somebody here tonight. notes and I talking to somebody here tonight somebody somebody here I know there's others listening online but I'm talking to someone here tonight the the Lord he, he put this burden on my heart for you tonight you've had offenses come you've had misunderstandings you've had hurts come your way and now you're still hiding in a cave Oh, you come to church. You sit on the pew. But you're in your cave. You won't let anybody in. You won't let anybody in your cave. Don't come in my cave. This is safety. I'm safe here in this cave. Oh, yeah, every once in a while, the ray of sunshine might come through the opening of the cave and and fall on you, and you feel the warmth, and it feels good for a while, but the sun goes on past, and there you are stuck in the cold, clammy cave again. You come to service, and you'll feel the anointing of God come on you, and you feel that warmth, and you, oh, that feels so good, but then you just, I I, I can't come out of my cave.
You see, when, when you have an experience like that, one of the things you want to do is you want to go back to the familiar. You want to go back not only to your cave, but you want to deal with things that are familiar. You know that you won't be hurt with those. And sometimes we can take solace in our jobs. We'll get busy with our job. I'll just, you know what? God, I love you, but I'm hurt. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm giving it to my job. I love you, but I don't want to be hurt again. Just like the disciples did after the crucifixion of Christ in John chapter 21, verses 1 through 3. Said after these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. On this wise showed himself. And there were together Simon Peter and Thomas called Didymus and Nathanael of Cana of Galilee and the sons of Zebedee and two others of his disciples. Verse 3. Simon Peter saith unto them, I go fishing. I go fishing. I'm going back to what I know. I don't want to be hurt no more. I don't understand what all went on. I don't understand. This one thing I do know, I know how to fish. And that's what I'm going to get back into doing. I'm going back to fish. But you see, Peter had a responsibility and he had a job to do too. Just as David had when he was to be king. So church, I'm here to tell you, it's time to get out of your cave. Say, oh, but Brother Nelson, you don't understand. You don't, you, you don't understand. Oh, yes, I do. I know what it's like to be in a cave. I know what it's like to get up and look at the cave and think, you know, this really ain't a bad place. I tried, I tried, but I don't want to. I don't want to go. I don't want to be hurt anymore. I'm just going to. I'm just going to go in my cave, and that's where I'm staying. You see, just because David was in the cave didn't mean his situation changed. It was still waiting for him. But not only that, Elder. God's anointing and his purpose was there for him too. It was waiting outside that cave. And David didn't stay in the cave. He went about and, and you know the rest of the story. He became one of the greatest kings that Israel ever knew. But there came a time when he hid in a cave. And I'm talking to somebody here tonight. You're hiding in a cave. And there's a job for you to do. And it's time to get out of that cave. I know you've been hurt. I know it's not comfortable. I know it's hard. But you got to get out of your cave. You see, because there's a world out there that's dying and lost and undone that's dependent upon you. There's a church that needs your help. That needs your help. Oh, but Brother Nelson, I don't, I don't know. 
Can I tell you something? You'll never be happy until you start working for God again like you, like you know you should work for God. telling you about getting back and busy with your with your work I've tried that I've tried that made sense at the time but I found myself as time went on drying up oh I'd pray but I wouldn't pray oh I'd come to church I'd be, are we about done? It was that disconnect, Elder, that you're speaking about today. You see, because I didn't want to be hurt no more. But God still had a pur- He has a purpose for me. He's got a job for me to do. And child of God, He's got a job for you to do. He's got something set aside that only you can do. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You see, David wasn't only faithful, but he was available. There came that time he got out of that cave, Elder. And did his problems end when he exited the cave? Oh, no. It was 15 years by the time when he was anointed to when he finally took the throne. 15 years. It's time to come out of your cave. Musicians. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. You're not happy where you're at. I know you're not happy where you're at. I know I've been there. I know. I know what it's like. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know. I know it's that dry, that dry feeling that you get. But I'm telling you, it's time. It's time to come out of your cave and get busy. Church, let's all stand here tonight. (laughs) Jesus, help us, God. Help us, God. Help us, God. Oh, God, help us, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I know, I know. You've got to trust. You've got to trust Him. He will lead you. He will guide you. Hallelujah. Get your eyes off of man and get your eyes back on Him. Man's going to make mistakes. It's going to it's going to be situations. It's going to be rub you the wrong way. It's, it's going to be hard. Going to be misunderstandings, brother. But in Him, you can count on Him. 
that's it. I'm never, I'm never teaching again. I'm not getting involved. Meanwhile, there's children out there today. Lives are a mess that needs you. There's a work to do. There's a work to do. It's a time. It's time to get in and get involved. It's time to get involved. God still has a work for you to do. Jeremiah 29, verses 11 through 14, reading that to you in the Living Translation, says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They're plans for good and not disaster. To give you a future and a hope. those days when you pray I will listen if you look for me wholeheartedly you will find me I will be found by you says the Lord I will end your captivity I will end your captivity and restore your fortunes gather you out of nations where I sent you and will bring you home again to your own land. It's time to get out of the cave. Let's all pray in this house here tonight. Holy Ghost, help us tonight, Jesus.